Hey, look who just walked in. Well, you walked in the studio a little bit earlier. Cap's in for Sylvie today. Good to be with you. Welcome to the afternoon. Sylvie did the morning. I was texting with him a little bit ago. He has a, uh, I think one of his kids is in a performance. Yeah. So you did him a solid. You decided to fly home from uh, from North Carolina early this morning and come in and uh, fill in. Yeah, whatever. Look at you. Family stuff Look comes at first, you. man. You're a match. Family stuff comes first. Yeah. So how was your trip to the uh, Carolinas? It was amazing. Yeah? Oh, my God. I drank more than I should have, but it was amazing. What is, like, for you, what is that really? Like, three beers? I don't drink beer. I'm not a beer guy. Okay. So, like, what is too much for you? I probably had. Were you were you were you smoking the ganja? No, the ganja. No, I didn't. Were you taking any, uh, no taking edibles? No, none of that. Um, I probably Tuesday night we had dinner at the steakhouse that Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, took. tell the story. Tell the story. So we went to this steakhouse called Bin Fifty Four. I think it's Bin Fifty Four. Bin Thirty Four. Did you rent like when you got there? Did you rent an old Toyota Corolla just to kind of continue to play the role? We kept calling Uber till we got an old, old Toyota. Cor- okay, Toyota an old Corolla. Corolla. But there were six of us, seven of us at dinner, and right there, there's the room. It seats like eight, maybe ten, and that was the room that Mitch had booked as James McMahon. Okay. For Foxy and Pace and Josh Lucas and whoever Was Foxy else. invited on that trip? He I was mean, on that dinner. Okay. I believe he had yeah. that, that I mean, because nothing else, Foxy wasn't in, involved in, like, they didn't keep him up to date with any of the other stuff. Right. I, I have never told, on this time slot, this story. I'm standing in Waddle's kitchen with Danny Zetterman, our boss. Yeah. And my friend Ryan McGuffey in yeah. your kitchen at the Super Bowl. Foxy is drinking straight vodka. Well, I mean, a lot of people drink vodka on the rocks. I drink straight scotch. I don't. There's no mixer for a and, scotch. And he pounds down this one glass. He's like, "Boys, let me fill my glass up, and then you can ask me anything." Because you want. I believe Danny had asked him, "Hey, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions?" And he Danny had put his been reporter fired by the by the Bears. Yeah, and he came back over. He goes, "All right, let's go. What do you want? What do you think of Mitch? He's a great kid. He works out. He's just not good enough. Blah blah blah." And I said to him, when did you find out you were getting him? He goes, oh, this is a good one. He goes, the draft was at 7. 5 o'clock, Pace walked in. He goes, I think we're getting Jamal Adams. And he said... Foxy thought they were getting Jamal Adams. Yeah. He said, "Uh, we're taking Mitchell Trubisky, and I just made a trade with the 49ers. What? What'd you give up? Told him. He's like, oh, my God. He goes, take the Sean Watson, then. That's what he told him. That's not how a good relationship is built. Correct. Doing stuff in that manner. That's why if you're, t- so, you have to have a, like a, a group that looks at Caleb Williams in fifteen different yes. ways and then goes yes, no, here's why, right, and then you come to a meeting. Right. I mean, you like that is maybe the most destructive story I think in the history of building a team. Right. Well, I, maybe that is more common than I than I think it is, but that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That you would do things in that manner. But anyway, I probably had, we, God, we drank at least four bottles of wine at dinner. Yeah, but you got eight guys with you. Yeah, and I probably had. Listen, this isn't a contest. Maybe six drinks. Look at you. I'm surprised you were able to get out of of bed the next morning. Oh, come on now. I'm not that bad. Okay. I'm not at your level. Not at Hoodie's level. Right. But you I had, had a, a good great time. time, man. It, going to Duke is one of the coolest experiences. That campus, yeah. If my wife would give me a hall pass, I, I would take six months unpaid leave from work, and I'd enroll Which for a semester. Duke. 
Duke's campus? Or North Carolina. Either one. Time out. Time out. Let's get to the bottom of this, you creepy old man. If your wife would give you a hall pass. I don't mean to have sex. I mean just to to leave and go back to college is what I meant. I'd go back. So you would go back to college, you'd be celibate? I would just go back to college. Did you just, guys catch that? Was, yeah, did, did. was that odd for, for, also, for your ears, if you've, Tyler, if you've, if Justin? If you've been to Duke, like you'd much rather go to North Carolina. Uh, the UNC campus is pretty spectacular. I, well, I was on both of them though, over the last three days. They're both awesome. I preferred the intimacy of the Duke campus. Literally or figuratively? Figuratively. What do you think? Like, what, what, what would you set up shop? You know, and Mindy gives you a hall pass for six months. You enroll at Duke or North Carolina. What are you doing? Pledge of fraternity. Your, I don't know what your point was. What was your point? It's just, it, it would be an awesome way to go through four years. To be in college you just, but, you just, but you just got a six-month hall pass. You didn't get a four-year hall pass. I got the whole semester. Okay. Give me spring semester. what would you be doing? Just going to ball games and hanging out? Yes. Go to are you going games? back? Are you going Down into a time? Street? Are you going into a time machine where you'd become an, a younger yes. man? Yes. Because listen, I'm just going to say to you: if you pledge a fraternity, like this isn't even old school. This is really old school. I was a frater- in a fraternity. It was amazing. It was a great way to go to college. You were 19 years old. Correct. I had long hair. Oh God! It, it, Did that make you more more desirable? You think the long hair? Uh, probably not. But I would love to be back in college just for one semester. One semester. At Duke or North Carolina. But again, for what reason? What What is the appealing part at this point? Just to be in like, college. Do you really miss it? Like, I felt like my four years, I don't, I don't feel like I need to go back. He just wants to be blue from old school. Yeah. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue! <laughs> Just Good one, you. Tyler. Like, that's who he is. He just well. wants to be blue. This ain't Vince Vaughn. Vince was probably 35 when that movie was, was done. It, to go through, I was sitting at the game. Have you told this to your wife when you got home yeah. last night? Did you say? I didn't get home last or night. Or this morning? I haven't seen her. She's at work. Does she know that you're, you may be asking for a hall pass? I said, would it be okay if I enrolled for a semester? She's like, have at it, honey. Whatever you want. She said, have a full year. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you go get a doctorate? I'll yeah. see you when you get back. You ain't getting a doctorate. No shot. Um, I was sitting with my friend, David Millen, and we're at the game, and we're literally looking at these kids in the Cameron Crazies. And I said, can you imagine if you didn't have, if somebody was paying your way to go to college, you're living out in Shashevskyville in those tents outside the stadium. That doesn't sound comfortable. I would still rather have an indoor home than, than a tent. You are just... Having a Were great there tents time. out there? Yes. Do they live out there throughout the course if of the you ba- wanna basketball season? If you want to go to the Carolina season? game, you've got to spend 60 days in the tent village called Krzyzewskiville. Whoa, whoa, time out. I did not know this. I knew that there was tents out there. Yeah. You have to live in a tent for 60 days There's to get tickets 9, to the game? There's only seats, and a very small group is students. I'll watch like it on TV. Do they not get ESPN down there? They are partying out there in Krzyzewskiville. Where and do then, you go to the facilities? Where, I mean... Well, you can leave, go to class, go take a shower. You got to have seven or eight of your buddies in the tent, and there's got to always be someone there. You can't leave the tent unmanned, or you're out. You cannot get tickets into the Duke. I, did, I knew that there was a tent situation. I didn't realize it was like this. Oh, it's there's rules. They have Tyler. Do you know that? Yeah. Uh huh. They have a but, big. Yeah, there's a sign, right? Hotsy, did yeah. you know that as a Kansas kid? Yes. We we do something similar at KU, but it's like. 
three days well, you before. you sit in a corn silo? No, like, what you, is you, it? You need what one person there, though, just like this. I'm pretty sure you need at least one person out of your group there. For 60 days? Have, no, ours is three days. It's every game, though, but it's like a couple days. Syracuse was like that for the Duke game. Yeah, dude, Duke goes crazy. So those are all the rules of Krzyzewskiville. And, and I bet you he's out there yelling at people, too, to follow them, right, all Tyler? The tents. That's crazy. No, thanks. And they live in them for 60 days no to go to the chance. Carolina game. So, and, and how to, how, if I'm the parent of somebody that's doing that, I'm paying 75 grand a year for 80. you to actually live in a tent for 60 days? Yep. Pfft, give me my money back. 80 Gs to go to school there. It's Boston College was the same. Wow. Stupid. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, so you had a good time. Um, okay, fabulous. And this wasn't something you were copycat, just for the record, because no, there was some... we booked it la- in December. Okay, because there was some talk around that... I did not know. I, I'm listen, glad we were was able to, to do we it. We are very thankful that you... That, that And I know that Sylvie's thankful that you were able to fill in for him today. So we wanted to give you an opportunity, A, to defend yourself on that front, that mm-hmm. this was something that you had planned. We booked this in December. I did not know till yesterday that Sylvie had done this. Okay. I'm happy he did. So this was not a copycat situation? No. Okay. Uh, We also wanted to provide you the opportunity early in this show because we appreciate your presence Mm -hmm. and your participation today. Good to be here. My Um, old radio partner. We were together for 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. That is correct. It's a bit of a reunion of sorts. It is. So being your former radio partner, I wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to respond to somebody who responds did to something you said okay so have you played what i said yes we actually we 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 did a really nice interview i think with mike lombardi Mm -hmm. and the the funny thing is is and i think sylvia and i both came to the same conclusion i think you both feel the same way about the quarterback situation we predicted that if you spent 15 to 30 minutes with mike lombardi you'd probably walk out of there like best friends like stepbrothers Really? You, yeah, you'd be doing you'd be doing karate in the in the garage or something together, um, because I think you would see m- more things similar than 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 differently. But we played him at the end of the interview. We waited to talk to him about the Mon- Montez Sweat deal to the very end, and played him a clip of something that you said, and gave him a chance to respond to it. So now we're going to give you a chance to respond to his response to you. Okay. So, Tyler, uh, you, I mean, you probably could set it up better than I, the entirety of the clip. Yeah, so we, had ju- we were going to play him your rant about him, mm-hmm. and he listened to it. And Mellor and I back here were a little nervous. We're like, hmm, he may hear this and hang up the phone. But he prefaced his answer, or he prefaced us playing the clip for him by saying, I've been in a room with Al Davis. I've been called an idiot a million times. I don't think anything can get under my skin. And that kind of gave us a little bit of comfort back here. Like, all right, he's going to listen to it. This wasn't going to be kind of a volcanic explosion. Yeah, and then this was Mike Lombardi responding to your thoughts on Mike Lombardi after the Montez Sweat trade. If David would like to talk about football, about anything that's related to football, I'd be more than happy to talk to him because I think, having worked for Walsh, Belichick, and Al Davis, that my football knowledge is well far ahead of David. Now, what I said very clearly was, I would have waited the free agency because Atlanta, okay, he claims Atlanta was going to trade away a second-round pick. I'm not so sure about that. He claims Atlanta was going to pay it. That's the rhetoric that's out there. My point was never Sweat wasn't a good player. My point was why give up an asset when you can get him in free agency. Now, he claims he would have never made it to free agency. 
Okay, you can claim that. All right, you can claim that. But I find it hard to believe that Atlanta, who is going to go through a coaching change, was going to do something like that. It's not in their norm to do it. But look, Kaplan's entitled to his opinion. He certainly is. This is America. But when you talk about knowledge of football and you talk about things and he wants to call me an idiot, then let's go in a room and let's talk about all the X's and O's. Let's talk about the game itself. Let him read my book, Gridiron Genius. Read my book, Football Done Right. And we'll see who's smarter when it comes to the game of football. He's got a platform in Chicago. They're all Bear fans. I'm sure he was fully supportive of Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, he, he was. was playing there. <laughs> he was. Okay, <laughs> so let's go back there. And I know he was. Okay, I know he was. Okay, but we're not going to bring that up because that genius with an eraser erased all that. Okay. <laughs> he did. Where where can uh, he called me an idiot? By the way, he (laughs) called me an idiot back then too. When I was telling him to to that Mitchell Trubisky wasn't any good. Yeah, and and I was told to never come to Chicago because I would get because I was an idiot on that. And I'm sure he feels the same way about Fields. But I'll be proven right on that too. It it sounds like you uh, it sounds like you did some scouting on this. Yeah, I think you guys need to get. I I mean, this guy this guy's a this guy's a Twitter tough guy. Right, he's a Twitter tough guy. Ooh. He wants to get me on the show to get ratings. I, he's never called DraftKings to ask me to be booked on a show, and I've never turned down his show. He might try to do it through Twitter, but let me just say this really clearly: I could care less about reading my mentions on Twitter. I'm, I could care less because the guys that are in their basement eating meatloaf, yelling for mom, <laughs> I don't pay attention to. It's good. So, how do you respond to to Mike? First of all. I was very wired on the Montez sweat trade. Okay. I told you guys from the moment it went down, they're getting the extension done. Right. He was going to. And, and, and by the way, I think all of us have enunciated our perspective on that, that we were all with you with regard to the how your stance on Montez sweat, what, how it began and how it all played out. Correct. Mike can say you could have gotten him without giving up an asset. Mike is 100% wrong on that. He was going to sign in Atlanta. And in fact, when he was here signing his contract, he said, yeah, I'm from Georgia. I actually thought that's where I was going to be. But I wanted to get a contract extension done to protect me and my family. Okay? So score that one in my column. Does he know more football than me? Yes. A hundred percent. Wow. I didn't know whether or not you were going to consent to that. He made it to be a GM, a poor one, but oh, a GM. Oh, man, wow. Okay. He went 4-12 and 12 in okay. one year and got his ass fired. That's a fact. That is a fact. I like your approach now, though, because you've kind of put all the name-calling aside. And what have I told you now for years? Really doesn't, I think in a lot of instances, Not it weakens. I know, but it weakens your perspective. You t- you know. <laughs> You're better than that, right? Yeah. Like, that's your phrase, isn't it? You're better than that? Yeah. So don't you feel like taking the what thick-headed, you know, idiot conversation or name tag out of the conversation probably do you regret it that the name calling? I probably went a little over the top. Yeah. But it felt good. Did it? It did. Because any regret? Not really no. because when he goes on Pat McAfee, Ryan Paul shouldn't have done that and he's just so emphatic. That is just an ill-informed perspective. That is a bad perspective. He was never getting to free agency. And then he said... Well, I think we uh, all agreed with that, that, that once you traded for him, he 
You know, somebody was going to trade for him and sign him to an extension. You're not going to give up draft currency at the level that the, the commanders were asking and not try to sign him to an extension. Correct. And the Atlanta Falcons thought they were getting him for a third round. And at he that point, second, too, at the trade third. deadline, nobody was thinking that Arthur Smith was going to get fired at that point. Correct. And I believe their GM is still there. Correct. And they'd still, like, I mean, you still would like Montez Sweat on your team if you're the Atlanta so Falcons. I actually would love to have dinner with Mike. I'm telling you, you guys, I worked with Mike in L.A. You guys would like each other. You both got a fiery approach to things. Both got a good, healthy self-confidence. I say that positively, not negatively. I think Mike's less of a name caller than you. Maybe. Okay. He also said he probably feels the same way about Fields. No, actually, I don't. And as I said a little bit earlier, I think you guys would definitely see eye to eye on the Justin situation. I also was impressed he did his homework. He had a number of perspectives that well, he, he obviously you know, done his research. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he got you on the Mitch comments. He did. Yeah. I think there was a time when didn't you actually petition to change your last name from Kaplan to Trubisky at some point? Thought you, about it, but yeah. didn't go down that Weren't route. you also trying to get Hoodie to go to the Steelers training camp when yes. Mitch was... When Mitch was a rookie or a first-year guy. Did they sign him there or did they trade... I mean, was he a free agent or did they, did they trade him to the... No, he left Buffalo and signed a two-year deal right. in That's Pittsburgh. Right. That's right. Yeah. So they just let him go after four years. Didn't pick up his fifth year and just let him go. The Bears. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Then he went to Buffalo, then right. to Pittsburgh. Okay. That's correct. So I would like to engage with Mike. I don't agree with all of his perspectives. Okay. He comes off as a gambling savant. I don't think he's great at that. He's entertaining. Because he's passionate. Have you kept records of his gambling advice and how he's done? No, you haven't. I've watched him. So you're just throwing you're just throwing arrows right now. You're shooting arrows without firm knowledge. Uh, Maybe he's got a great gambling resume or a great record, and you just don't know that. You're just assuming. I would just you know like what happens to, when you I, assume, brother. You make an ass out of you and me, buddy. Yeah. I would love to sit down with him. I, th- I think it'd be great. And uh, hash this out. I'm telling you, knowing you both, you guys would probably be, you you would come out of the room giggling and laughing and, and hugging each other. I'm just telling you. I just your want, I would, at, if he came at me, I just want to know. Dude, you got I think he. I think he came at you less than you came at him. I think you took a more aggressive approach. Maybe. I'm not being not being critical. I'm just being. I'm analyzing this. I'm Ferdy Pacheco, the fight doctor, and I think you came out throwing haymakers, maybe a couple of under the belt throws as well. I don't uh, know. Fat head or thick headed idiot? I didn't call him fat head. Thick headed. May have used. Do, that I, do we have caps? Do we have this? Let's hear. It. Let's. Hear they it. had already discussed the parameters of a contract before he made the trade. He knew the price going in. He was comfortable with said price, so he traded for him. It took them exactly six days to get his contract done, period. And Atlanta thought they were getting him, and they had already discussed the parameters of a a contract. He was never getting the free agency. So whatever this thick-headed idiot named Mike Lombardi continues to say, he shows you each day that he's dumber than the day before. Damn, man. Wow. That's not the David Kaplan I, I knew years ago. 
I would like to break bread with him. Okay. I'm extending. Is there, is there any. Chicago cut. We'll sit on the patio this okay. summer and break okay. bread. Do you, after hearing yourself, do you have any regrets in the manner in which you delivered that message? Because I think that the essence of your message, your message itself was very sound in the message I believe that we universally here all agree with. We're all on Team Kaplan when it comes to the concept of the trading for Montez Sweat and getting him re-signed, signing him to an extension. Um, yeah, if you had to go back in time and you had a mulligan. Probably to take the word thick-headed out of it. It was two words. Isn't it? Is it a hyphen there? <laughs> it was a hyphen. Well, that's two words. That's a word, a hyphen, and a word. I would take those two words out. He was still an idiot with his take on it. Oh, see, that's a name. That's name-calling as well. That's name-calling. I think that... Well, what's I, but, but I think that he could come back at you and call you names about your Mitch love and did not take no, that route. No, 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 no. Because I have already taken the L on that. It doesn't that matter. It doesn't said. matter. He hasn't gotten the opportunity to give you the business about your Mitch love. He could have, instead of said, I bet you he loved Mitch. He didn't say that thick-headed friend of yours made himself look like an idiot with his consistent support of Mitch Trubisky as a starting quarterback in the league. He didn't go there. No, but he to think that he ran a professional football team well, and go. does yeah. not understand that the Bears already knew they were signing the guy the day they made the trade. I was holding a royal flush in Vegas. I knew it. Okay. So I, I should have taken thick-headed out. Okay. But on that narrow topic, he's an idiot. You just went back there. You just went. You just went name calling again. But that I guess that's okay. just in the DNA. He's thick headed and ill informed, because I can't get through to him. You guys tried to get him to reverse his opinion. How about stubborn instead of thick headed? Uh, I could go. With okay. All right. Well. All right. The rest of the day, this is what we got. Uh, we are going to continue our football conversation. Love you, Mike. We're and, and I'm going to try to get this. I'm going to try to to get this meeting to happen. Let's go to dinner. Yes, and and I may even go if it gets a little bit out of control. I'll I'll just leave. You and Sylvie both. But but we'll try to get this this meeting of the great football minds together. Uh, more football conversation. There were some things said by uh, DJ Moore about uh, his quarterback that I think sounds will- resigned. We'll, to his fate. we'll bring that to you. Uh, and uh, we got plenty of other conversations, football conversations. Um, it hasn't been official yet, announced officially yet, but we know that Steve McMichael is going to, to be announced as a Hall new of member of, uh, of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Devin Hester will receive the same honor and as Julius well, Peppers. Julius Pepper. So we'll get into some of that. Does he go in as, as well. a Panther? Probably so. Played 17 years in the league, only four with the Bears. I got some stats on him that I think that, that maybe maybe you know, but when I remind you of the dominance of Julius Peppers, you'll understand why Amazing. he's a, a first ballot Hall the of Famer. The only flaw that I remember is he's the reason that Aaron Rodgers hit Randall Cobb to win that game at the end. That's per Lance Briggs. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, also, we have our 46th moment that we would like to cut from our memories Courtesy of our great friends at Great Clips, something that I think that you have some 
some thought about and some emotion to uh, express as well. We'll have Waddle's World at 4.30. Aki's A-list at 5. And J-Mac, Jason McKee, will join us Love at it. 5.30. He was obviously a, me- a teammate of, of Devin Hester's and, and is obviously a member of our team here at ESPN 1000 as well. Jeff Joniak at 6 o'clock and then Bears Weekly at 6.30. So we'll get to all that. Caps in for Sylvie. More, um, more calmness from Cap coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Just a reminder, uh, if you were expecting the Chicago Bulls to do something before the NBA trade deadline. Ha! The Settlers, baby! I think that's a great name for them. Is that you? That was me. That's good. Um, it just We'll get into it a little bit later. We'll get to it at 4 o'clock. But, uh, and, and it coincides AI with... AI creation as a GM and Arturis as your executive VP. They're worse than Garpax. It will tie into our uh, 46th moment we would like to cut from our sports memories brought to uh, you great by... Great topic. Who I, came up with that? Uh, we, we, were, we were brainstorming uh, with, with everybody involved. I think Sylvie had a good thought about it. Um, I think the whole crew came to, uh, was, came to the agreement. It's, you know, listen, I, I think, what, what did we do last week? What was last week's... It was last week. What or, 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 earlier or, in the week? It was James Tuesday. Shields. It was James Shields, the trade for James Shields, where the 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 uh, White Sox actually sent Fernando Tatis Jr. to San Diego for wow. James Shields. Bad. So, and we had some audio. Like we've got some audio that goes along with all of these, and it was Stony and and Hawkeru talking in glowing fashion about. The James Shield deal and how how great a move it was and oh boy yeah it was it was pretty funny um, okay so let's get to some Bears conversation all right mm-hmm. um, DJ Moore I uh, had not heard a lot from him since the season ended uh, but I believe he was out in Vegas making the rounds and I believe we got some sound from him uh, from Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio and I believe he was talking to Chris Sims right Tyler. Yeah, he was on their show earlier today out in Vegas. Are you surprised with, like, how it's so polarizing, right? Like, it feels like in Chicago he turned the fan base a little in his favor towards the yeah. end of the year, where I would go on things in Chicago and they'd be like, yeah, we're, we're up for keeping Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do you get exhausted, like, kind of sticking up for him at times? Uh, no, I don't get exhausted because I know uh, his growth and that uh, everything that he went through uh, – the- had the past year and then the year that I came in. So just to see that year that he, they went three and what, something yeah, like that. Right. And then the turnaround and just had add more for four more wins. It had had to be something uh, with growth. Uh, so I'm proud of him and uh, I know the fans love him. And, and really you're on record and you want Justin Fields as your quarterback. I'm definitely on record. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've heard DJ support Justin previously what do you expect no i a and, and, and to listen do. i i'm not accused i wouldn't accuse him of being disingenuous i think he's being very genuine when he says it agreed but I, I you know you and i've had this conversation before um i fully expect all current players or most current players to 
stand by existing players in the National Football League. Even guys that play for different teams. I find it very unlikely that existing players would choose a college football player over an existing NFL Correct. player. Correct. Like because of the fraternity that is the league. He also told Jason Leisure, who does a great job for the Sun-Times, I advocated for Fields, and to see it come through would be amazing. But if it doesn't, I'll still be happy. Yeah, and, and I think he went on to say as well that, look, I don't get paid to make those decisions, and he's just looking to continue to make plays. And that, that's the nature of the beast in the National Football League. I think the further we get away from the season, I think what we have heard and seen has been more of a, I think there's become more of a consensus that the Bears are most likely to pivot and go in a different direction as long as everything checks out with Caleb Williams. Correct. Ryan Poles will do all his background work. And in the end, if he says that kid checks all the boxes, they're moving on. Yes. That's what I think. I think that's what everyone we've talked to actually believes as well. Correct. And if you watch Get Up and some of the other national shows, it feels like kind of everybody may be maybe coming around to that. Yeah, I talked to Rick Spielman on the phone. He's now working as a consultant with the commander. I think he's actually coming on with us next week, isn't he, Tyler? I believe he is. I think now that they've hired their team football operations boss and their head coach and the staff, he's done. He was there as a consultant. But when I talked to him, Coach Wanstead set it up. They're best of friends. He said, this is really a decision back then? I said, Oh, God, it's one of the most polarizing things I've covered in a long, long time. He said, well, this now this, again, was eight, ten weeks ago. He said, if you guys are that unsure about taking him, then you're the only fan base in the National Football League that wouldn't be overjoyed to get Caleb Williams. He said, for me, it's a slam dunk. It's not close. Really? That's what he said. Now, that's ten weeks ago. He could change his perspective. I don't think he will. It's going to be a very interesting stretch of time. We've talked as well here on the show about if, in fact, they do pivot and go in a different direction and decide to move on from Justin and try to trade Justin, when will that actually take place? And and I think sooner rather than later. I do as well because once free agency would get here, then seats start to fill up. Correct. So... Interesting. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you have thoughts, everyone's got thoughts on this question. Uh, also, we mentioned a little bit earlier the Hall of Fame news will be officially announced tonight. I think in the honors uh, show, uh, but we are very confident, and it has been I think leaked that Steve McMichael will be in, Devin Hester will be in, and Julius Peppers, a former Bear, Super will cool. be in as well. Um, I couldn't be more thrilled. I had an opportunity to talk with John Garcia of ABC7 about the situation. And Mongo officially, unofficially, officially being announced as a new member of the the Hall of Fame. Um, Look, I am thrilled for him. And that feeling supersedes the disappointment I have that it has taken so long. Um, But thrilled for him that, that this recognition, which is long overdue, will finally be bestowed upon him. I don't know where you're. Where are you at with Devin? I know the, you know Carmen Yerk. He he ch- revolutionized his position. He belongs in. Some people will say that maybe a little bit strong revolutionized, but I believe he was the best at his craft over a long period of time, and arguably the best to ever do it. Agreed. Collectively, he belongs. And in. if that is the description of how you played your game, and I get it, you know, he was only touching the football, 
five, six, seven times a game, but special teams are a part of the game, and I'm one that believes that if you were as good as he was at what they asked him to do, then he will find his spot I, in the I've Hall of Fame. I've had this discussion with Yerk at times, and he is uh, he's a kicker. Yes. Oh, but, yeah, we know how the good kid feels about but this. But he's on the team, and if you if you're the kick returner or the punt returner and you're the best to ever do what you did, You've earned your place in Canton, Ohio. I agree. And uh, word is he will go in. We'll talk to J-Mac. Jason McKee was teammates with Devin. We'll talk to him at 530 tonight. Uh, good for Devin Hester. I believe he goes in. And did you know the statistics surrounding uh, Julius Peppers? Like, I had to go back and remind myself just how dominant he was statistically. I believe he is ranked Fourth overall in the history of the National Football League in total sacks. 159 and a half sacks. He played 17 years. Four of those years with the Bears. 48 sacks uh, with them. How many Dent have? Uh, Rich, I'd have to look, look, but like 130, 135. But Pep was a nine-time Pro Bowler. First first team All-Pro four times. A second-team All-Pro three times. He was part of the 2000s All-Decade team and the 2010s All-Decade team as well. So he will go in. So Bruce Smith had 200 yes, on leads. the money. Reggie White, rest in peace, 198. Kevin Green, 160. Pep, 159.5. Chris Dolman, 150.5. Michael Strahan, who was at the Duke game last night. Was he really? Yeah, his daughter is battling a brain tumor, and Oof. she's being treated down there. Uh, 141 and a half. Jason Taylor, 139 and a half. Terrell Suggs, 139. Demarcus Ware, 138 and a half. And Richard Dent and John Randall, 137 and a half. So I was close. Look, I, I think we all here, we, we obviously have a, a, an enormous affinity for Steve. Uh, I think we all believe that this is long overdue and it shouldn't have gotten to the Veterans Committee. Agreed. This should have occurred Long ago. And if you look at how he played and what he accomplished as a defensive tackle, I think there was only a handful of guys, two or three, in the history of the game that have more sacks from the defensive tackle position. I know John Randall is one. I know Warren Sapp is another. Guys that played the vast majority of their snaps at the defensive tackle position. Both of them are in the Hall of Fame. I know Aaron Donald crossed the 100-sack mark I believe earlier this year, maybe even last year, he has more than Steve. But there's only a handful of guys who played that position who have more career sacks than Steve. Um, I think probably he was a victim of so much attention being paid to other members of that defense, whether it was Richard Dent or it was Dan Hampton or it was Mike Singletary. And I think he got lost in the shuffle. But... I think finally he will get his his just recognition. I just wish it would have happened sooner. Yeah, he was a hell of a player, man. And you know what the Bears paid to get him? Well, they traded five hundred bucks. I, I did, was he cut by the was, Patriots and then they signed him, or did they trade? For him? And the Bears paid the five hundred dollar fee. And I remember Mongo telling me, "Yeah, I didn't get along real well with the people out yeah. there in New England." They well, said, "Get out." You know what? He was a legend here. I think I was four or five years. I was fortunate enough to be a teammate of his. Nobody tougher. Um, nobody more dedicated to his craft. Uh, I would say, too, like if you ever got a real good opportunity to, to in the past, if, if, if you have gotten the opportunity to, to know Steve, Steve is a sweetheart of a guy as he well. Is. So he was 
awesome to so do. So it's it. great news. Great news that he will be uh, did, going did, into the Hall of Fame. Did you realize Trace Armstrong, who's now one oh, of yeah. the biggest ages, Trace had 106 has, sacks. Yeah. Trace was a fa- fantastic player. Drafted oh, yeah. by the Bears. They had two picks that year. Uh, same year I came in. They, he was one of the first-round picks. Let me see Wolf. if I can guess. Donnell Wolford was the second one. Yeah. 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 Uh, James is on the south side. He has a Hall of Fame question. James, what's up, buddy? Hey, yeah. Couple, well, a couple things. That's a on the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams thing, I'll say this real quick. I'll be happy whatever the Bears do. The only thing that concerns me about Caleb is he didn't dominate his conference, man. He just didn't. I mean, USC, and I'm thinking, Patrick. if you look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers, since we're comparing him, his last year in college to Caleb, I don't see that same dominance there. But I'll be cool, whatever. How about the year before now, when he won the Heisman? Well, I would even say, James, before we go to your second point, I would say I think the game he played against Washington where he completed 77% of his passes yes. and threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions, they lost that game like 55-46. to 46, But that wasn't a direct... They lost 52-42. He was... 27 of 35 for 312, three touchdowns. No interceptions. No interceptions. <laughs> yeah. That's the. I, I, I hear you. I, I, like I said, I wouldn't be mad either way. Yeah. But it just seems like his lead, it seems like he didn't will his team to be in this team in that conference. But he you, wasn't the top quarterback that you would just point to and say he was head and shoulders over everybody. Okay. This last year. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. And, and listen, I, I don't believe that, that Patrick Mahomes, when he was at Texas Tech, they ever had a, a, a record over 500. They were fi- uh, five but, and seven, I think, his last year. Yeah, yeah but he, but I think everybody felt like he was the best quarterback in that conference. Uh, he no was doubt. the 42nd ranked prospect, according to ESPN, when he was coming out. Anyway, yeah. we can, we can well, have this conversation yeah. back and I'm forth. for yeah. Obviously, Andy Reid didn't feel that way about him. That's true. I, I, it, <laughs> James, got him. James, there's a great story. There was two teams. I heard this uh, on your show with Sylvie. Yeah, I, I, there were two teams. Obviously, the, the Kansas City Chiefs knew what they were getting. And the Saints. And the Saints with, with Sean Payton tried. They were going to draft him had the Chiefs not moved up ahead of them. But how about the Kuiper said to you and Sylvie that they, the Chiefs, tried to trade up to get Paxton Lynch the year the before. Year before. Yeah. And because he got traded to Denver, that pick. Yeah. They, they drafted they Chris Jones. They traded down and took Chris Jones. Otherwise, they never had Mahomes or Chris Jones. Yeah, it's crazy. And Andy Reid's never won a Super Bowl then. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, is Mahomes is. the same? Are we looking at Mahomes the same way, though, if another team had drafted him? If he didn't, he fits perfectly into Andy Reid's What if he had been drafted what here? What? I, I, th- this, I, is, this is how I feel, James. Yeah. Had they drafted him here... He'd be a dope with a B on his head. No, he wouldn't. He would be a fantastic player, and you'd be a better football team with him than any of the other quarterbacks they drafted instead of him. He would not be at the level he's at. We'd be like, yeah, that guy's a rat. That's fine. You're right, because you can't compare this Bears organization the way they've drafted and the head coach. They don't compare with the Kansas City Chiefs. But you can't tell me that we we wouldn't be a better team. We would be. Would we be talking about Purdy if he had got drafted by another team? Don't know about that, but we'll get. What was your Thanks. other thought as well, James? Because we got to take a break well, here in a second. But well, I want to well, get here, to Purdy here, later here, in the show. 
right, here's the thing. You've actually changed my mind while I was on hold. Oh, listen really? to this. And this was gonna this was yeah, you did. This was gonna be my question, man. I was gonna say if we look at the eighty five Bears and we said, Hey, look, we know these guys are Hall of Famers. Dent, Hampton, yeah. Singletary, right? Yeah. If we said one more person off of this defense is going to make the Hall of Fame. And then we're, we're so we're, we're guessing who is it going to be? McMichael, Fensick, Wilson. Do you think the majority of the Marshall. people would have said McMichael? Yes. Marshall? I yeah, I think everybody would have. I don't think Wilbur was here long enough. James, we got to roll. Thanks, yeah, thanks man. James. Appreciate the spirited conversation. Listen, I think I, I'm, Stephen Michael, in my opinion, deserved to be a Hall of 100%. Famer well before 100%. this recognition by the Veterans Committee. One thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got a full list of phone calls. We'll get to all of you in a second. When we get to the top of the hour. We'll uh, segue into some Bulls conversation as well. They did nothing before the trade deadline, and I know they're a joke. There is smoke coming out of Caps here. We'll get to all that next. Caps in for Sylvie. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We do have some sound from AK to uh, respond to as a Bulls. Is he snoring or is it a dial? I don't know. You're going to have to tune in at the top of the hour for uh, a little bit of that. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are a train wreck. Love to get your thoughts on that. I can't really tell how you feel. Uh, let's go to uh, Christian in Spring Grove. He's got a thought on Drake May. Christian, what's happening? Line four. Uh, gotcha. Hey, Christian, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, you know, I haven't really heard this talked about on the radio too much. and It's not my own train of thought, but I heard about it. And what are your, what's your guys' thoughts of the probability of this happening or just happening in general? The Bears trade out of that number one pick and number two with the Commanders and take Drake May and still get that haul while still trading Justin Fields. I keep hearing that Ryan Poles, everything we've heard, Caleb Williams' evaluation is markedly better than everyone else in the class. I don't know if anybody did you watch I mean I don't know how frequently you watch get up, but today Tim Hasselbeck was on and made a really good case for Drake May not being a significant down, you know, downgrade from from Caleb Williams. In fact, I think a lot of the 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 the, the draft grades are just like a point apart. Like Caleb Williams is a ninety five and Drake May is a ninety four. I think Tim Hasselbeck did several of their games this year, but Christian, I uh, listen. This is how I feel, and I've said this a thousand times. If they go through the process and they evaluate every one of these guys and they feel strongly, whoever it is. They feel strongly that that guy is a guy that gives them something that they don't currently have with Justin and a guy that can take them somewhere that he they don't think Justin can take them. Then they got to draft that guy, whether it's Drake May or it's Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels. I don't care who it is. If there are any concerns at all, as I said, I've, this is a broken record for me, then you don't do it. Agreed. But if you go through this process and, and you have consensus process, in your room and you go, that's the guy, you then take you him. draft him. You take him. All so, right. Th- thanks for the call, bud. How about downtown Dean, our guy Dean? Oh, downtown Dean. Right. Hey, Dino. Hey, fellas. Shout out to Justin Pottinger, the best in the business. Wow. Justin, you get, is that your first shout Did out, Justin? There we go, Dean. It might be. Smokey's get his first shout out. How about that? Hey, don't. Come on, don't take shot at the Smokies out there. That's my man. 
All right. I don't think there's any point in saying what I think the Bears should do because they probably already decided. So Caleb Williams will probably end up better, being better than Justin Fields. I still want to go on record. I've been saying all along, I think myself, Double A, a couple other people there in the studios, we're in the minority, that you should trade down, acquire picks, and get Marvin Harrison Jr., get a quarterback in the later rounds. Carm is always saying that it's not easy to find a quarterback, you know, in the later rounds. I know it's not easy, but it's just as easy or hard as all the other positions. So, and lastly, I don't know if there's any truth to this, guys, but someone told me there was a bowl of soup left overnight in the studios from the Bluck and Abdallah show. Yeah, I'm not and sure. And that Shay Norling took a bite of it when he came in to work. Take that. <laughs> that was it. That was that was the that, that was the calmest take that I've ever heard. Right, usually loud, from, especially from Dean. Yes, I listen. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a fabulous player. I think it's easier to find a difference-making wide receiver later than it is if yeah, you're like you, Amon Ross St. Brown was in the fourth round. Right, Tyree uh, Kill was the fifth. Right. I mean, he had some issues surrounding him, but but there are several examples of finding wide receivers that have a significant impact on your offense that don't have to be taken with the second or third pick. So, I, look, I don't know what they're going to do, but my hope is is if they find themselves with a ton of conviction, a word I know you like with one guy, then draft him. If you have no conviction, then trade the pick. It's really simple to Completely me. Completely agree. All right, when we come back, we've got some sound from the Bulls uh, general manager, uh, Arturis. <laughs> That's not what he said. He did have something to say, but we'll break that down. We'll also take the remainder of all of your phone calls. 312-332-3776. Got a lot to do still. Cap is in for Sylvie. It's Waddle and Sylvie.